Good morning. And grace and peace to you. I think the last song, Don, was uh, right on. Many to pray for. We emphasize prayer in one of our evening services every month. And prayer is so vital to defeating evil. As we've said before, uh, when folks are sick, really sick, and uh, some, as we say, are ready to cross over, uh, there's great opportunity there. There's negative and a positive. For some people in the, in the midst of dire illness and trouble, some people want to turn away from God and blame Him for what, what's happening. But then on the other hand, it often touches hearts and opens doors and minds for people to understand there is a God and it's time to turn to Him. So uh, just encouraging all of you to pray for those announced in these kinds of situations right now, the life and death and very difficult times. Jeremiah 10, if you want to turn there, we'll start in a few minutes. Fear is a very powerful emotion, as you know. It can be a strong deterrent, and it can be a strong motivator, depending on what you do with it, like most of our emotions. In our world today, there's much happening which can cause even the most stout-hearted and strong of faith to be fearful and even want to uh, turn away from God or to hide or to not speak up anymore. Uh, Foreign powers still at work, uh, nuclear threat, terrorism everywhere. Uh, and every once in a while you see the, the article pops up about the uh, electromagnetic pulse that will destroy the power grid. I guess it's real. But we have all these things. You know, I, when I grew up way back in the Middle Ages, it was the Cold War and the threat of uh, nuclear war every time you turned around. Uh, so every age, it seems, has its threats out there. Then you have all the, uh, the special interest groups out there lobbying for all types of immoral and unbiblical behavior, uh, from gay marriage, legalized prostitution. Did you know that one of the Democratic candidates, and I'm not picking parties here, but is actually saying that prostitution should be legalized. Did you know that? Unbelievable. And of course, abortion on demand is still a big, a big battleground right now. And we had a lesson on that two or three weeks ago. And then, uh, you know, many of the other things out there, the, the infanticide, they're pushing for that. Again, that's just over the top in our minds the laws to promote homosexual behavior, gender identity laws to allow, you know, anybody to go in any bathroom at any time just because they say they're a man or a woman. Just, well, ridiculous. The eroding of religious freedoms, all the legal and illegal drug use, and now, of course, they want recreational marijuana. It's not going to do anything to anybody. Uh, 
human trafficking, gangs. You know, it's enough to say, I'm just going to go shut the door and stay in the house and not interact with anybody. Cause us to really be afraid. Jesus said we'd always have tribulation in the world, didn't he? But he said, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And that's kind of what this lesson is about. You know, we start hearing all these things, reading about all these things, maybe encountering some of them, th- these things personally, and we just start to, you know, be afraid that it's all going to collapse and we're going to lose everything. But the Lord has always looked out for his people, hasn't he? He has made that promise. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And he's did it from the very beginning, and he's continuing to be faithful to us today. We want to look in Jeremiah 10 at a situation with Israel. Uh, and of course, Israel had great ups and downs with following the Lord, and whenever they started to drift away, you know, he would send a nation against them or a kingdom and try to draw them back, and they would return to the Lord, and then they would slide away again and go to worship idols. And you can read that all through the, the kings uh, and the chronicles. Here in Jeremiah, this is primarily about Judah, the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom has already experienced the hot breath of Assyria and has taken which has taken them away. And Judah has has felt the Assyrian uh, power. And if you remember that one time with the situation with Hezekiah, and he prayed, and the 180-some thousand was it was killed in one night of the Assyrian army, and they left. God took care of that. But now Judah's in trouble again. They're... They're slipping away from God, and Babylon now is on the horizon, the next great power. And uh, if you remember the history, of course, Babylon is the one that ultimately takes Judah into captivity for the 70 years. But it didn't have to be. It didn't have to be if they would turn back to the Lord and do his will, but they didn't do it. They continued to trust in in other gods. And so that's, that's the, the background here for Jeremiah chapter 10 in this lesson. As he's talking to the people through Jeremiah about Babylon and these other nations that are kind of surrounding them at this time and trying to ensure them that don't be afraid of them. You should still fear and serve God. Let's read the first five verses here in Jeremiah 10. Hear the word which the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, Do not learn the way of the nations, and do not be terrified by the signs of the heavens, although the nations are terrified by them. For the customs of the people are delusion, because it is wood cut from the forest. The work of the hands of a craftsman with a cutting tool. They decorate it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers so that it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field are they, and they cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them, for they can do no harm, nor can they do 
any good. As we said, Israel was always being drawn away to follow the gods of these nations and to think that these gods had some type of power. I think there's a reference here when he's talking about the signs of the heavens and so forth and these customs of the people about astrology and fortune-telling, the divination with their gods and their pagan rites. And remember reading in history, uh, many of them did the thing with the when they were about to make a big decision to invade a country, go to war, they would have their priests get the, the goat or the sheep out and they would kill it and read the entrails. They'd pull them out and say, you know, whatever it was, was this was good or this was bad, the omens and all this kind of thing. Uh, reading the stars and the moon. and You can read that all through the prophets, how Israel kept sliding into that and not trusting God. And they wanted to do what the nations around them were doing. Um, there's always this desire, and I think this is, is part of the founding of it, we want to know the future, don't we? We kind of want to know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week uh, or next year. And, and some of that has to do, I think, with the fact that we want to try to control it. You know, if I know what's just going to happen, this is going to happen, and I can do this, and I can do that. Uh, but that's not the way God has laid out life for us, is it? Yeah, there's some, there some long-range things, he says there, that's going to happen, and so forth and so on. But as far as each one of us individually knowing what's going to happen this afternoon or next week, he hasn't programmed that. He hasn't given that to us, and he doesn't want us to know. He reminds Israel here of the source of all these futile ways of these peoples, these reading of signs, and he says it's vanity, it's delusion. That their gods behind this are the same. And there's, a, there's some beautiful passages of scripture in the Old Testament. Isaiah has one. I think there's one in the Psalms about these gods that man make. And see, Sarah says, they're God. they made their own gods. Wood from a tree. They cut down a tree that was growing out in the forest and they carved it into something. They made it with a tool. They fashioned the god themselves. They decorated it with some kind of gold, overlaid it, gold or silver or something, to make it look imposing make it look valuable or important. Ah, here's my God. Really? You made that thing. How can that be a God? And I love the picture there. They, they fastened it on something, on a podium or somewhere, with nails so it wouldn't fall over. This is the God you worship? This is the God you trust in? Something this feeble? This something that needs to be cared for by you, to be made by you. And when I was reading this, I was reminded of this movie, The Wizard of Oz. Remember The Wizard of Oz? Everybody's going to go to Oz and see the great wizard. They want, I can't remember, somebody wanted a heart and whatever it was. Somebody wanted a liver and somebody <laughs> wanted, no, 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 that's not right whatever it was. 
anyway. They were going to go to the great Oz and get what they needed. But when they show up there in Ozville, what is it? It's a guy behind a screen with a big microphone and speakers. You know, that's all it was. At least he was alive. But here, these gods are dead. They're, 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 not, they're just made from a tree. And then God says, what are they? They're like a scarecrow in a cucumber field. I don't know last time you saw a scarecrow. It's been a long time for me, but most of the time you see one or situation out in the field somewhere, you see a picture on what's sitting on the scarecrow. The crow or the bird. You know, the bird even knows the scarecrow is not real. It's not going to do anything. The bird knows. And so God is painting a beautiful picture here for trying to get his people to see these aren't gods. You don't have to fear them. And he says, do not fear them. They can't walk. They can't talk. They can't do anything. So now let's look at our gods today here around us, the ones that are sparking fear. First of all, they're just mortal men and women, human beings, right? Now, they might be able to do us harm personally in some way, but they're still just mortal human beings. And they worship gods, maybe not the gods of like the Babylonians that they fashioned and put on a wall, but their own type of god, the god of power, the god of wealth, the god of intelligence, the god of position, the god of importance. And they keep reiterating these over and over again with words and visuals that these are important. And you need to fear us because we're in this position and we have this money, we run this company, or we're in this office. But they're just people like you and me. They trust in worldly things. Things that we read about in 1 John says this world is passing away and all the things in it, right? It's just stuff. It's just the concoctions of mankind. They set, they set up these systems and they put themselves in it and they say, hey, fear us. The point is to look behind the person or the nation to see the source of the power. That's the thing. As we said, the Babylonians were going to come and they were going to do harm to Israel. They were going to take them into captivity because Israel or Judah turned away from God. And he was allowing it to happen. But their gods themselves were nothing. They were idols. They were manufactured things of their own hands. And they had no power. The real power that allowed the Babylonians to come and take Judah was God because they turned from God. So these gods today, if you will, of wealth and power and intelligence and so forth, 
the inventions, if you will, of man and the, the things that people put their trust in. And they hold up all the time to say, look at this and look at that. This has power. And some of these people act like gods themselves, like they can solve all of the problems of the world. And the message is the same today as it was that God said to Jude in regard to these gods, do not fear them. Do not fear them. Because they really have no power unless God gives it to them. And we have to take that to heart. Do not fear them at all. Look back at Jeremiah 9 there. If a person has power, wealth, or position, you know, these things are acknowledged. And some of these things, you know, God has established governments. We understand that is necessary to control evildoers. But notice what he says in Jeremiah 9.23. Thus says the Lord, let not a wise man boast of his wisdom. Okay, somebody, I got a PhD, I've been around the block, I know all this, you should listen to me. Don't boast in your wisdom. And let not the mighty man boast of his might. You know, the, the dictator over there, he's got the army, he's got the power. He's like, we can do this. We're going we're gonna to come at you. Let not a rich man boast of his riches. I've acquired all this wealth. I can buy you off. I can buy anything I want. I can run this country behind the scenes, making bribes. We know it happens. But don't boast in those things. Why not? But let him who boasts boast of this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord. There's the power, the real power in all the earth is the Lord God. And he's the only one to boast in. That I know him. I know what he's about. I know his character. I know what he wants me to do with my life. And I know that he's going to look out for me. Do we know God? I am the Lord. Again, this takes me back to Exodus 33 and 34 when Moses was on the mountain. He says, show me your glory. Show me what you're about, God. And God doesn't say, I'm all powerful. I'm all knowing. I, you know, I did this and I did that. This is what God basically said there. God, the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For I delight in these things, declares the Lord. Wow. That's our God. And we should be so thankful that that is our God. He is full of loving kindness. God is love, we read in 1 John. I was reflecting on, on that the other day about God is love, and, and the, the great commandment, as we call it, to love the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. That when we learn to do that, we really start to become like him. And that's really the only way to become like him is to learn to love like him. 
because that's, that's the core essence of God, is love. Justice, righteousness, you know. This is what love wants for a person. It wants a person to do what's right. Because when we don't do what's right, it harms me and it harms somebody else. And it brings shame on the name of God. So love wants people to do right. Love wants justice. Love wants righteousness and so forth and so on. He says, I delight in these things. Not in the fact you're rich, you have power or this or that. And all these enemies out there, if you will, opposition, making their boasts and their claims. But you here, as a Christian, have the ear of God because you know him. You know what he's about. You boast in God, not in your bank account, not in your position, not in what you've done, but that you believe in and know God. That's what life is about. Jeremiah goes on in 10 then. He's just talked about these idols of these nations and the Babylonians coming. And he's going to get them to refocus in so many places in, in, uh, in the prophets especially, in the Psalms. We see writing like this, words like this. Just, just to reflect and to sit and listen about who God is. Listen to what he says. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and great is your name in might. Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? Indeed, it is your due. For among all the wise men in the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. You know, the, the prophet with God, God speaking through the prophet, however you want to see that here, he's telling us the truth. This is the truth. This is reality. And this is what we always have to keep coming back to when we have all these other things going on around us and we start to shake and wonder. We've got to come back to square one, as we would say, to God himself. But they are altogether stupid and foolish in their discipline of delusion. Their idol is wood. Beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Uphaz, the work of a craftsman and of the hands of a goldsmith. Violet and purple are their clothing. They are all the work of skilled men. Again, concoctions and creations by men. And that's what we have today with these gods. People are just pointing to these things and say, these are the things we should worship. These are the things that give us power. These are the things of importance. And the scripture says, no, wait a minute. You're missing a big thing. You're missing God. Verse 10. But the Lord, notice what is spelled out here, is the true God. He is reality. He is reality. He is there. He is the creator giver of life, sustainer of everything. He's the true God. He is the living God. 
He's alive, and he gives life. And he gives life eternal to those who love him. He's living. And the everlasting king, from everlasting to everlasting, you're God. As we said before, I can't get my head around. He's never, he's always been here. I cannot get that one yet. Probably never will, but I can kind of get he will never end. Go on forever. And he is. The true God, the living God, the everlasting king. At his wrath, the earthquakes and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Now, he's done it before. He's brought down kingdoms. He's raised up kingdoms. He can do it again. He's brought down individuals. He can raise up individuals. He'll do it again. He is the one to trust. He is the one to love. He is the one to follow. And his son Jesus is now the ruler of the kings of the earth, as we read in Revelation 1. King of kings and Lord of lords. Back to square one. Where it all began with the Lord God. Just want to read the next five verses, and then we'll go to Matthew 10, because... Again, he goes on with these thoughts about God that we need to let sink in. This is our God, the real God. Thus you shall say to them, the gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. All that someday will be gone. Someday will be gone. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding, he has stretched out the heavens. You want wisdom? You want intelligence? Let's talk to God. Ask him how he made all this. Ask him about the inner workings of the cell and the DNA. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens, and he causes the clouds to ascend from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Want to talk about power? We fear the storm. We should. Every man is stupid, devoid of knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols, for his molten images are deceitful, and there is no breath in them. To worship things, to worship position, to worship money. Same thing. There's no breath there. Every, they are worthless, a work of mockery. In the time of their punishment, they will perish. The portion of Jacob is not like these. For the maker of all is he, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. He has been, he is, and he will be the real power on this earth. That's always been the case. Get into God's word. Read these affirmations. Find assurance. Find greater faith. Deeper love. A firmer hope in God. And he will carry you through in your situation. If you have personal enemies... Whereas we look out into the world and see all this going on, we understand God is still there. Sometimes we wonder, why didn't he act? Why didn't he do something? Well, he's working. 
in his time, in his own way, he will get it done. And it's our job to maintain the faith, proclaim the gospel, live a righteous life, and point everyone to Jesus. And continue to trust. In Matthew 10, the, wor the words of Jesus match up well with these words of Jeremiah. It shouldn't surprise us, as we've said, you know, the scriptures have the common themes throughout. The same God, the same truths. In Matthew 10, Jesus has been talking about sending out his disciples amid the wolves, uh, in the midst of wolves. Told them to be shrewd as serpents, harmless as, harmless as doves. But he said, there'll be enemies. You'll have opposition. Families will be broken apart, and they'll do things to you, and they'll oppose you. And starting in verse 26, he says, therefore, do not fear them. There it is. Do not fear them. He, you know, he's told them another place. They'll throw some of you in prison. He says, do not fear them. Be all right. For there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light, and what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Don't be afraid. Speak the truth. Live the truth. Talk about Jesus. Do not fear them. I'm watching over you. Verse 28, do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul. Do not fear them. There it is. Again, it's all through this. We tend to do that. I'm not talking about respect here, somebody's position. You know, we need to honor that. Honor the king, honor the president, or whatever, the mayor. We're not to fear people. They threaten us. Say, we're going to do this or that. Do not fear them. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. We know who that is. That's the Lord God. There's that word destroy again. We talked about that last week in the two ways. Don't fear these. Just, they can just kill the body. Maybe they'll do that. You're trusting in God. You're in Christ. As we say, you've made it. Now we know that creates problems, situations, and there's heartaches and so forth, but we have to remember we're on a journey. We are on a journey to a destination to be with God. That's what life is about. 29, are not two sparrows sold for a cent? Sparrows, I see a lot of sparrows out now eating my grass seed. <laughs> and chase them out of the yard, but they're God's creatures. Yeah. Are not, and yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. He, he knows about it. The little, you know, you see these hundreds of sparrows flocking or these starlings and these murmurings are all over. And how can God know every one of them? Well, he does. You talk about intelligence. You talk about wisdom. You talk about power. You talk about greater than us. 
that the very hairs of your head are all numbered. The numbering on my head is decreasing, <coughs> as it is for some of you. And he knows that. He's, he's subtracting every day. He knows all about us. He knows all about you. He knows all about me. So, do not fear. You're more valuable than many sparrows. Do not fear. God sees and knows everything. He knows exactly what's happening in your life. There's more to life than this body. Yes, it's important what we do with it, but there's a soul that's going to go on in that spiritual body someday. And God has that power. Only, only God has that power. We have to remember that. Only God has that power. And so when we're hearing about, facing, reading about these other enemies and other situations, do not fear them. Fear God, love God, serve God. And let him take care of the world. Let him take care of you. Pray for your enemy. Yes. Pray for your enemies, absolutely. But don't fear them. And let God handle things. I know sometimes it's difficult to do. But we have to have the faith to do it. If you need prayer this morning, maybe you're facing something in your life. Something that looks bigger than life, bigger than God. Understand that it's not. Understand that God is, sees and knows what's going on. We might not know what his will would be in that situation, but we still need to trust him. If you need prayer, we're here to assist you. Whether you want to come forward or raise your hand or talk to one of us on the way out this morning. You're ready to obey the gospel and come to serve this Lord, this God, the true God, the living God, the everlasting God, the Lord Jesus Christ who conquered sin, gave up everything to come here and become one of us so we might live with him forever. If you're ready to make that decision, we can assist you with that. Our brother Don leads us. Please come. Well,